Hello everyone, welcome to Toonami Therapy. Today on October 17th of 2023, I'm Michael. I'm Tommy. And we're here to just talk about anime and things we've been watching, a few of which air on Toonami. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, well, for the next two weeks, uh, we're not really going to have anything to talk about Toonami because it's just a bunch of, um, fully coolly um, grunge and shoegaze reruns. Yeah, um, Toonami is dying. <laughs> uh, yeah, have they, let me just double check. I don't think they've announced anything about what's coming after um, that. Um, yeah, I don't know um, if they've announced um, anything uh, about it yet so I, I guess we'll find out um i guess we'll see maybe, maybe they'll give us three episodes of one piece <laughs> so it'll feel like we watched one and a half episodes <laughs> all right but first let's get into our um the, the stuff we did actually watch we got fully coolie shoegaze episode three so after Harumi got up shot, uh, they tried to make her not die. Um, we find out we find out suddenly that there's actually an alternate universe, and that there's and that she was from that universe, but and then somehow ended up in this. And there was a bunch of I don't know. I'm not even going to try to ma- explain all of this. Um, the bottom line is a. Is uh so he, so the um guy um, uh so the oh, what was the main character? I can remember Harumi's name just because it sounds like Haruko, but the guy that is like oh yeah I I'm in love with you or whatever and kisses, but then they but then uh the connecting of the intern the universes because he got this other guy was trying to connect them uh like combine them, which was like I think the plot of Tales of Symphonia if I remember correctly. Um, but then it doesn't, and uh, but it has the effect of making sending Harumi back to the alternate dimension, and everyone forgets who she was except for the main character guy. Also, this weird sort of uh, like serpent dragon um, thing they uh, had is uh, that's in the alternate universe is. Um, uh, is uh, where, sorry, in the alternate universe where Harumi is. A maybe a guy? It's kind of unclear. I have no idea whether this was that was supposed to be the case, but yay! So the serpent thing that got made that I kind of skipped over is apparently Adamus. Remember Adamus? He was like the space pirate from like the previous um fully coolie things. And if and if you were hope and uh, this doesn't feel like it explains anything about him, but uh, it's a reference to fully coolie, I guess. Yeah, that that was my very scattered and scrambled explanation. Um, and uh, yeah, this was um, well, it was uh, about the kind of same as the rest of the season. I <laughs> I, I kind of liked Kana in here. I don't know; she was basically what I, the character I was the most interested in. She's because she was like the character in the season three, so I guess she's back, and we got a little more on her. That was kind of interesting, but the rest of it was just stuff. It, yeah, um, 
I I was reminded today of a show that had a similar thing of things not making sense, but actually being pretty good. And that was Paranoia Agent. That show had some of the most bizarre things I've ever seen in anime, yet it was actually good. It was entertaining. It, it was thought-provoking. It, it had some real substance to it. And Fully Cooley uh, does not have that. And at least not seasons two through five. Um, you you can make an argument that the first season had some uh, quality to it, but not certainly not Sugays or Gruns, you know, or pro- progressive and alternative weren't much better. Uh, yeah, I I wish I had better things to say, but I don't have really anything good to say about Sugays except that. Uh, I liked it, it has, more than grunge. <laughs> I like the music, but the music needed to be louder. <laughs> and I, I was like, just let's just turn off all voice acting for the episode and just play the music and maybe I'll like it better. I, I was I was just thinking I because I've seen uh when I watched these I was kinda it just made me stop and think, you know, maybe I was a little too hard on progressive and alternative. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I like saw it, it reminds me of you know um of what I saw some people with like the sequel Star Wars trilogy where they said, you know, well, maybe we were a little unfair to the prequel trilogy. You know, there was at least kind of like a creative thing to it. It was, there's at least a kind of consistency in the story, uh, you, you know, may, maybe. Um, so I, I, I absolutely am on board with that. <laughs> I've, I've started to look back at the, the prequels as being good because of how awful episodes seven and eight were. Let, let let's not go that far. Let, let's <laughs> not say they were good. Okay, I, I I if nothing else, I can at least say that it did seem like a like a real store. It, well, oh man, I'm I don't want to get too much into Star Wars. <laughs> I, I never I did, I don't I don't dislike the sequels as much as you um do, but I still have problems with them. But it definitely is a case where it. Like, because they kept, they put them in the hands of different people, it's like, it just went in these different directions and there's not cohesion between the the two, like, uh, three. Like, I remember seeing um, a spit where Ryan Johnson, you know, the guy who basically made The Last um Jedi, and he was, like, saying, so I spent a lot of time, because Luke was, you know, on that planet by himself at the end of the force awakens. And I just wrote down every single explanation I could think of, of why he was there like that. I'm thinking you had to think that the people who made the previous movie didn't tell you they didn't know. So either that means that they didn't tell him or he ignored it, or they just didn't think of it at all. I'm thinking, why would you write the movie with an ending like that and not know exactly where you wanted to go with it? Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel at least the prequel trilogy for its problems at least felt like there was 
an actual direction to it. And I, I don't want to, and I should probably move on because I, I don't want to be praising the prequels too much. Um, Okay, jokes, Star Wars jokes. Um, back to, uh, now that I've success, we've successfully annoyed half of our audience, all, um, uh, three of you, uh, back to, uh, Fooly Cooly. Um, it was, I, I don't know if there's that much I can say that I haven't said before. I, I don't really know why these, sh these sequels were made. I especially don't know why these were made. These new ones, these three episode ones. I just kept thinking, you know, we could have gotten and we could have gotten like a little more Shen Mu for it with six episodes instead. Because mm -hmm. uh, Shen Mu, the anime, they that was an adaptation of the first two games. Then the third game came out. You could adapt that. And although, admittedly, from what I've heard, it, it still ends with things unresolved. But I would be more interested in that. Um, that could mm -hmm. have been a better usage of six episodes. So. I don't know. I, I feel like I could say all these things about it and just talk about it, but, but it's just all the same thing. These just feel unnecessary. They don't really feel like they add anything, um, to, uh, fully coolly. Um, I, I'll give them a little credit in this one that they were trying, I guess, for something a bit more different because Haruko is not even in this. So I'm like, right. okay, okay. That that's at least something. Uh, um, that's why I saw a lot of people say they liked, alternative uh the third season more than progressive because they thought well alternative was kind of trying some new ideas it wasn't just trying to be a repeat of the original which is kind of a criticism people aim at progressive and uh well grunge also now so this was at least trying to do something a little different but it, it just felt rushed and unnecessary and um i i, I just I've said it before, but I just feel I'm saying the same things. It, it feels like saying, like saying one piece is overly padded. It, 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 it like, it's such the obvious thing to say. What more can you say? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I, I just keep going back to the fact that it doesn't make any sense. And I, I I need I need things that make more sense in order for me to enjoy them. I you can't just throw a bunch of uh, characters on a screen and just say okay enjoy. You gotta do something with those characters and make a coherent plot. And there was nothing of the sort in this. Yeah, I I kind um. Yeah, that's that's just basically it. Uh, they they made these; they didn't need to be made, and I, I still I think it might be possible. It might might be possible to have a decent Fooly Cooly sequel. I, I I know when they announced it, I said, "Well, we don't need one." We told a complete story. I could see how you could maybe do some interesting things, but we're just not getting them, and it's pretty obvious that the that these things were just either like executives or just people who are fans of Fooly Cooly uh were executives saying, hey, we want more seasons, make them, rather than, you know, it coming it feeling like it really came from someone having, hey, we got a great idea. Let's make a sequel um with this. Yeah, I I get what you're saying there. That I yeah, I I wish they would have uh instead of at least instead of doing these 
three episode seasons, if they would have tried to combine them to make one coherent plot for six episodes, I would have enjoyed that a lot. Well, I take that back. I may not have enjoyed it, but I would have uh, at least given that more props than than what we got. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. All right. So uh, that's probably the last we'll be talking about fully Cooly for a while. Um, uh, well, until episode six or season six and seven. <laughs> I mean, they like I said, they claim they're not going to make any more, but uh, you know, companies claim a lot of things. Um. So. Yeah, um, now that we've gotten all of that, uh, I, I guess we get into uh, One Piece episodes. Uh, I think six. I think I might have these numbers um, wrong. 637 and 638. Um, so, uh, well, these episodes had a lot of padding. Might as well get the uh, obvious out of the way. <laughs> um, so we have a bunch of characters... Um, fight and there's a lot of fighting between them uh most of these characters are not important but they sure but padding so they spent a bunch of time on them the um important thing is basically that uh uh let's see bartolo uh, mayo ends up apparently basically beating everyone in his sort of um section uh he um and um, also, he needs uh, Frankie ends up meeting up with that um, toy soldier guy who says, "Oh, I want to destroy the Smile Factory also, but we have to rescue the people there first. And um, yeah, that's essentially it. There was some other stuff with um, Luffy and uh, uh, Cavendish, but like really, you can just kind of sum this these two episodes mostly up with, well, Bartolomeo beats people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, is Bartolomeo an important character? Yes, he actually is. Okay. I, I I know that much. I know he's actually important. Uh, honestly, the fact he beats everyone else is probably the indication that he actually is the only uh, important part. <laughs> no, I think Bellamy does some stuff, uh, and he's in. He was in that block, I think. Uh, but that, that, but Bartolomeo is like, is, yeah, he, he's at least important. Mm-hmm. And we find out he has like the fruit that lets him make barriers. Uh, so yeah, I don't have, um, it was okay. It's once again, this, 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 the plot was decent enough. It's just, um, you know, if this happened in half the time, it would have been a lot better. Looking on my uh, top three chart here, One Piece hasn't made it into the top three since August. <laughs> so that tells you how it's going. It's it's consistently mid, yeah. basically. It, it's honestly maybe the most one of the most consistent series we've watched. It's never actively bad. Um, but it's never really good either. Yeah. 
Um, okay, that's it for our Toonami stuff. I, I guess we can move on to the other series. So we got Full Metal Panic episode 21. Um, this time, oh. I'm pretty sure we've watched the right show episodes. <laughs> yeah, so last week I gave you the plot of this thing, and um, I had watched an episode more than I was supposed to. So I'll try saying what I said again, it is that uh, the bad guy, uh, his name eludes me at the moment, Um Goron. Goron, Goron, something yeah. like that. Goron, yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, he pretty much hijacks a submarine and uses some traitors to get control of the submarine, and now they're going to uh, apparently do bad stuff because he's in charge now, and everyone else is scared to death, and uh oh and Kaname and Sosuke have a falling out and uh just in time for her getting kidnapped again by by Garon. And so what does that mean? Well that means that most certainly Sosuke is going to have to come and save her. And um so this is probably the most exciting it's been for at least 10 episodes or so. Um, I thought this was a pretty exciting episode. Um, and we'll see where it goes from here. Yeah, I, I, I thought this was a pretty good episode when we were having like, you know, them are like Kaname and Ske arguing. I'm like, oh no, wow, I'm actually interested in this. It actually mm-hmm. is interesting here much. Uh it, it even at least kind of um made uh us spending three episodes on on Sosuke out in the desert um will not really feel worth it, but at least it felt like there was a point to it because it's like, oh yeah, that experience mm-hmm. made him like, you know, get more like um gloomy and such. I'm like, right. okay, that Okay, right. we got an explanation. Uh, so, so it felt like there was a point. I, I still don't think it was particularly great, and maybe they should have just done it in two episodes instead of three, but it, it at least didn't feel like it was there just to be there anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had some fun, decent action stuff, and yes, this was a pretty good episode after, um, yeah, a sequence of not-so-great ones for a while. All right. Um... Yeah, I, I, I mean, some parts of it were maybe a little melodramatic, but yeah, pr- pretty solid episode on the whole. Yep. Okay, then we've got uh, Eminence in Shadow, episode 17. Um, Since you've seen this twice, do you want to do explain it? Yeah, so uh, Rose attacked that guy with the funny name, <laughs> and now see as got into a big fight and now she's hiding in the underground and and um so shadow who did did you know that Sid is shadow i I yeah yeah (laughs) i can't believe that i cannot believe that 
No, no. Uh, of course, obviously, Sid is Shadow, and he's talking about piano playing for some reason. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what the piano playing had to do with anything, but he ends up bringing a piano down to the underground and playing it, and then he ends up saving Rose and healing her, and giving her power so she can go do something. But uh, uh, <laughs> uh, where Rose goes from here uh, is... See, see, <laughs> well, I won't spoil it, but man, it gets confusing what, what Rose's path is from here. Alexia also goes down to with Beta to try to find her. And Alexia, of course, being who she is, uh, gets into a fight <laughs> with Rose, which <laughs> she's like, I'll fight it out of you, which uh, I can't count how many times I heard that in Inuyasa, wherever Inuyasa's like, I'll beat the information out of you. So she does that, and of course, Alexia, of course, loses. But Rose is kind enough to carry her body over to Beta the heel. And uh, Rose leaves, and she's going to, I don't know. Actually, I do know. But, um, and Shadow, or Sid, or whatever you want to call him, uh, he, he arrives back where he originally was. And, oh, and Epsilon. Is it Epsilon or Upsilon who played the piano? Um, I think it would be, um... I think it would be Epsilon only because um, that's way higher in the Greek alphabet. And I don't think we've gone um, far enough to get to Upsilon yet because that's way late. That's like at the end of it. Okay. Yeah. So Epsilon, she, she also plays the piano apparently. I didn't understand the point of the piano, but I did think this was a very entertaining episode. One uh, one thing that I am finding a, a little annoying is that we get all this focus on Alexia, but it seems like when she was first introduced, I'm like, okay, I, I get she. It, it seems like she's got a point, but it seems like all she's really done for the last ten episodes is basically be irrelevant to the plot and being annoyed that she's been irrelevant to the plot. And that kind of continues here in that, um, you know, okay, so she made the agreement with Rose and they would work together. And then Rose like, and eh, now I'm, I'm going to go off on my own plot um, now. And I'm thinking, okay, so I guess Alexia didn't end up being useful again. D does this lead to something by the end of the season? Uh no, no, not really. Alexia is the fact of the matter is I don't I don't know where the series goes. So it by the end of the season, Alexia is still just, you know, uh, not that important. But 
for my money, I think she's going to end up being very important because for two reasons. One reason is that she started that whole romance thing with Sid, and you know there's going to be a romantic uh, aspect to the show. But the other reason is uh, they spend so much time on her, even though she isn't a great fighter or doesn't do very, very much, but they've spent so much time on her. So I figure she's got to have a bigger role down the road and uh, it's just going to take a while to get there. And hopefully the show doesn't take, you know, part four, season two, uh, episode seven, like Attack on Titan, they get there. So... Uh, yeah, that's that's what I think. I definitely think that C is going to be the love interest for Sid. Uh, but again, that's just my opinion. So we'll see. She's my favorite character right now. She's my new Aaron Anakari. So I have to defend her. Well, my my worry is that she, instead of being a Aaron Anakari, she'll end up being a Megami. Alan from uh, Food Wars. <laughs> Alice. <no. laughs> I, I, me means... Well, Alice was always kind of a supporting character. Megami was always, like, set up like... She was, like, the, the third most important character after Soma and Iron Eye. And we're like, okay, she's all she's getting better. She We're building up. And then by the end of this series, no, she never really got any uh, thing impressive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's that's funny. That was really good. <laughs> okay. What are your thoughts on the episode? Um. Well, there was some uh stuff I liked. Uh, the um. I, I the fact and this is one of those things where you made you, you what you told me made it sound like this was more obvious in the light novel, like the joke of how Sid is just doing all this stuff because he wants to look cool. And uh, when I look at it that way, like him saying, hey, I will heal you and give you some power. But but he's not like doing it because he has any plan. He's just like, this looks cool to do. Um, Mm -hmm. So I guess it wasn't super obvious, but that like in the context of the anime. But it still was really funny when they did um, that. Um, Kind of kind of find it confusing that his sister apparently just waited for him the whole day. (laughs) <laughs> um, because, because that was what the start of the episode, he sees her. So he like sneaks out of the um, house so he doesn't have to meet with her. And then when he comes back, she's still waiting for him. And I'm thinking, oh, wow, she really waited this, um, long. Um, maybe now I have a question. Okay. She's, she's his sister in this world, but this did he have a sister in his other world? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we all we saw was the um, what, what of course of him in the world was that first episode, which wasn't really right. all that great. Um, but I no. don't, <laughs> I don't remember him having any sis during that world. Um, so yeah, it's just confusing, like like mine from a sentence of the bookworm. It was like, you're not the real mine, you know, 
So, like, is this not really his real sister? This is just a a person who I don't I don't know how to explain it. You know, do you understand what I mean? No, I see what you're saying. Although, with a sentence of a bookworm. What happened, as I understand it, was that when mine, when I can't even remember what her original name was. Did she even have an, did we even find out what her original name was? I don't know, but what she like, she died. Um, and then what, and then woke up in the body of mine with all her met old memories. And what we were told later was, it was that, the original one mine got the, had that sickness thing that like where if you have too much magic power or whatever then uh, and you don't have a way to like use it right or something it kills you it was what had to happen was that she died but then uh the mine we know just took over her body because she died in our world i i um and that was how that happened so that was a case of just straight up she just woke up while uh, in the body that way with Sid I I'd have to rewatch but I thought that he was literally like he had his memories from the start did he get them or did he get them like you know early in life I I can't remember exactly um how it go what the order um there was let me see if I can try to look this up just to see if, uh, um, yeah, I, I can't remember if he, if he like, you know, just got the memories when he was, um, after a while, but he's, de- but it's definitely not like mine where he was just warped there. He still had, as far as I remember, like he act- he grew up in this. He has all the memories after he was reborn here. I just can't remember if he got his original world memories, like from, like birth or if he just got them later on. Um, so, uh, but yeah, this would at least be his actual sister in this world. I I don't think he like just took over someone's body or whatever, as was supposedly the case with mine. That's at least what they indicated it was. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you for that explanation. That makes sense. (laughs) Okay. Um, anyway, uh, so yeah, uh, some, some of the, the jokes were funny. Um, although I'm still not sure. Uh, I don't know. I do kind of feel like Alexia is being somewhat wasted in that. It just seems like she's just always there to be ineffectual. And maybe that's the point of her character for all I know. I I don't (laughs) know, but, um, so yeah, I, I would say I overall liked it. Um, um, Okay, although I will say that I at least I I don't I can't remember if this was in the original Japanese, but the the flat tone that Beta uses to say everything I find kind of annoying. Um, now what what's her her code name? Uh, Beta. Yeah, you, oh, that that's her name code name Beta. Or you mean like her like actual name that she goes by publicly? Yeah. It was, I can't remember. I just remember that she's the author who ripped off all the stories that Sid told her from um, his world. Um, and she's the one who's, I guess, getting all the focus because with this because Alexia and Rose were working with her and um, because they didn't right. know that she was Shadow Garden. Uh, now was, was her name Natsume? Was that it? Uh, let me see if I can. Um, let's see. Uh, Natsume Kafka. 
Okay. Yeah. Because Alexia doesn't know she's Shadow Garden, right? No. I don't think yeah. she does. Although, you have to... I mean, <laughs> this is one of the questions I really have. This is one of my biggest questions. How does Alexia not know Sid is Shadow? Like, she saw him in person, for one thing. Second of all, she recognized his fighting style. And third of all, she killed him and he didn't die. So, obviously, she has to know <laughs> something about him, you know? What What do you think? I, I don't know. I can't, I can't remember a bunch of the stuff. I thought, I, I don't care to go too much for like the like stabbing him or whatever because I just thought that was like just like a joke like oh she's so angry at him she um stabs him and makes him bleed but he's okay I, I don't think he was she exactly trying to kill him but I don't know that part was all that part was very weird to me the, the um because like obviously you want I get the joke okay she goes way over the top and getting angry at um him but uh that that was kind of weird. Initially, it seemed like she was like being or um somehow like possessed, but then that kind of got dropped. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So on to um series with less uh plot relevance. <laughs> uh, Attack on Titan Junior High episode eight. So basically, um. Main characters all get told by the upper classroom they have to do some sort of test of courage by going into the um, school at uh, night and visit all these places. A bunch of, uh, except they keep meeting all sorts of weird ghosts and monsters. And uh, Rainer and Bert Holt um, uh, go up the um, stairs from Super Mario 64 without having enough stars. So they just keep going up around the same stairs <laughs> over and over. Um, it turns out that all the stuff was just, uh, like pranks done by like Hanji and Levi and the others to which Aaron like says, okay, you guys either have crazy special effects or you have black magic, um, mm -hmm. with all this stuff they were pulled. Um, oh yeah. And of course we get the obligatory, oh wait, there actually is a ghost, uh, thing, <laughs> um, which is funny because the character, uh, the ghost is supposed to be Frida, um, Rice, uh, but, uh, which means that she actually showed like up like four years. Uh, in, this premiered like four years before she actually showed up in the main anime. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, um, it, it was, uh, basically, yep. It was, it was funny. Yeah. Uh, that, that stairs bit was pretty funny how they kept on going back to that. And Bertle kept saying, doesn't it seem like these these stairs go a long time? And Reiner just dismissing him and that. Uh, yeah, I thought some of the things were funny from this episode. Uh, yeah, it wasn't bad. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, then we uh, have uh, my teen romantic comedy snafu episode seven. Um, so... It's uh, the summer break, and uh, and while um, main character wants to, uh, you know, just relax, he gets pulled into having to work as um, to oversee some uh, summer camp for a few days, along with all the other characters. 
Um, so uh, you spend a bunch of time with that, and then we get a bunch of um, like uh, some more, I guess, uh, how do you say it, like philosophical discussions about <laughs> things, and you know, saying, "Oh, this is what you should do in getting making friends with people," and you know that kind of stuff. I'm not going to summarize every um thing, but um, and a uh, yep, that was. There, there was either I don't know if there was really exactly a conclusion to the episode, um, exactly, but uh, that's uh, what happened. Yeah, I actually enjoyed this episode. Um, I, I thought some of their philosophical conclusions were, um, at least pretty interesting. Um, I like, yeah, I, I, I don't think there was a conclusion yet to this episode. Uh, we'll we'll probably get more of that uh, later, but um, yeah, I thought it was a pretty good episode. Okay, well, I thought it was uh, okay. It was I wasn't super enthused by it, but definitely I liked it more than the previous one. Yeah. So we're we're in a we're moving in a better direction. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. Final um one. So we got uh here Tier Moon Empire uh episode two. So basically uh Mia remembers there's this one guy who actually was in the original timeline uh where the revolution happened, who was trying to uh work to, you know, fix up the finances and stuff for the empire. So uh who she would so she f- goes out and finds, although mostly she's actually still just really annoyed at him because even though, because he did, because he basically did a bunch of lecturing to her in the original timeline about how she was supposed to know things. So basically to try to get back at him, she just repeats the whole lecture back to him, just copying every um thing he said, except this time it makes him think that he's, she's a complete genius instead. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's like, he's like, well, you don't need my help then. <laughs> yeah. And then she's like, oh, what am I going to do? And then he says, or maybe you just don't think that people are, will take you seriously because you're too young. And he just sees his on and says, yes, that's it. Um, anyway, uh, so things are looking, um, better except then, well, she looks at the diary and it, still goes to the bad end uh, before, and uh, she realizes, oh, well, there's more to do, which is, ba- this time they have to try to counteract a plague that happens, uh, and um, end up uh, basically coming up with a plan to uh, well, just build a hospital and stuff uh, there with the, and give more food to people with, in which Mia again, basically locks herself in um, to how to do it by basically saying, well, we could just sell this thing that I have, which she doesn't care about because she knows it gets stolen anyway. And uh, and that is obvious, is not enough, but Ludwig uses it to uh, just um, ma- uh, make all the other nobles give money. Then there's finally this bit where she meets um, Anne's sister who wrote some story she uh, liked and who Mia wants to make sure doesn't die because she wants to know how the story ends. And uh, there's a pretty funny bit where uh, her sister's like saying, wait, how do you know about the parts I haven't written yet? 
I like that. I really like that. And uh, yeah, so that's the episode. I, I kind of went through um, it. Uh, then it mentions, oh, they're going to go to the school uh, next that they did in the original timeline. So uh, yeah, I am not good at describing these things, am I? I feel like I always skip things or overstay things. Um, uh, no, you did pretty okay. well. Um, uh, I I was wondering, okay, she's a princess, right? Yes. So who's the queen? Who's the king? Like, uh, like a princess wouldn't rule over an entire empire by herself. You'd have a king or a queen, you know? Uh, yeah, there's a king. I don't think we meet him for a while, though. Oh, there is one. There is one. I think I think if I know from the light novels, if I remember correctly, her mother is dead, her father's alive, but you don't actually see him for a while. Mm -hmm. Um Yeah, so that's it. Uh anyway, I thought this was I liked this more than the previous episode. I think the jokes worked a lot better. Um uh, so yeah, I, I liked it um more uh what what did you think as someone who uh, i thought it was it was better than the first episode um i still have a little bit of a problem with the entire uh um now i lost my train <laughs> of thought i'm sorry i Oh, with, with the whole Christmas Carol bit to it, because it's like, okay, she's she's trying to make sure that the ghost of Christmas yet to come doesn't get her, but it, it doesn't seem like, I, I did like that end of the episode saying, though, that like next time she's going to meet two people who could... Uh, leader to destruction and that that kind of made me interested in the next episode so yeah that's what I'll go with well I don't know if I'd really consider it exactly a Christmas Carol thing because it's it's just like you know redoing the thing and trying to make it so that things work out right this time in so it's it's a re-zero <laughs> yeah, in, in some ways, it's like a re, it's like a much more lighthearted re-zero. You know, if if Subaru were to accidentally just uh, you know, make everyone think he was uh brilliant by solving everything. Honestly, like the comparison I've seen with this show from a lot of people is that basically Mia is like Sid from um Eminence in Shadow, in which everyone thinks he's completely brilliant, but um, he's not, <laughs> and she's <laughs> not either. Like, um, like a bunch of her stuff is just complete, her actions are completely through selfishness, but they get misinterpreted as benevolence. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, and that's something I didn't add about Edmonds and Sato. I really like Sid as a character because he is, he is like the anti-Edward Elric. You know, Edward Elric always was like, I'm doing this for the moral reasons and I'm going to set things right. I'm going to do the right thing. And Sid's just kind of like, yeah, I'm just going to do things my way. And, you know, like, <laughs> like 
<laughs> like uh, whenever Alexia confesses her love to him uh, in in the manga, I think it is. Maybe it's the light novel. Maybe it's the manga. She he gives her the finger. So it's like it's a lot different from the way it seemed in the uh, anime. But yeah, I I like Sid a lot as a character, main character. I'm not sure about this princess yet, though. I'm not sure if she's a good character yet. Well, uh, I, I the problem, of course, with reading the light novel before this is I watch it and I keep thinking, oh man, they cut out that joke. Why did they? Why didn't they keep that joke in there and all that kind of um stuff? But yeah, I enjoyed it. I liked the jokes. I thought I thought it showed things better because it it still shows. Yeah, Mia's still kind of selfish um about a bunch of things. She's just not quite as bad as she was in the original timeline. This series is really mostly a comedy about her kind of accidentally solving all sorts of things. Kind again, kind of like Sid from Eminence in Shadow in some ways. Um, so this is a comedy. You didn't um. I mean, there's some more serious stuff, but a lot of the stuff he did is a com- is comedic. You um. Uh, yeah, I I didn't take it as a comedy oh. because everything is leading to her getting the guillotine, and I feel like that's not. Uh, I I don't know. I I guess maybe I should look at this so differently that. The way I looked at it is like, okay, she's got to get things right or else she's going to get the guillotine. So this is obviously a pretty bad thing that could happen, you know? I mean, it is, but the, the way things play out are more comedic. Like like the fact where she inadvertently just fixes um a bunch of um stuff and makes everyone think that she's you know super smart and benevolent when like like you know like the, um when she's not that's like a, a big joke of the series i see i see okay okay so uh that would be tier moon empire uh nothing else to really discuss so um uh wow this was another lengthy um podcast uh i guess we can draw to the close um and uh yeah was there anything else about any of these series you wanted to mention or no no not Uh, sorry that sorry that was my 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 alarm sorry (laughs) okay (laughs) Uh, i forgot i forgot to turn it off um uh anyway so i guess we go into top three stuff yeah, top three. Um, for me, third place. Well, first place is the one you probably know, The Eminence and Shadow. So we'll get that out of the way. And I don't include Full Metal Panic or else it would have been second. So second place is Snafu. Third place is Tear Moon Empire, who gets on the board for the first time. And... Uh, yeah. Ugh, this one's a tricky um one uh, for me. There's well, I mean, obviously, Fooly Cooly wasn't getting on it, but <laughs> uh, like 
there's a lot of good stuff um this week. Um for me, I think I would be putting let's yeah, let's do it like um this. It, it's a tricky it's a tricky one to put them all in there, but I think I will put Tier Moon Empire third, Attack on Titan Junior High second, and I'll actually I think I liked Full Metal Panic the most this week. Mm. Okay. All right, and that's it. That's it for everything. We don't have any tsunami stuff to talk about for next week, but we'll have all of our regular series to talk about. And um, we're, uh, yeah, I don't have uh, too much um, will else to say. I get. Oh wait, no, there was actually was a funny thing I kind of wanted to mention. Um, uh, this honestly, maybe I should wait to see if it. it more. I just found this funny. So there's this new manga series um, called Kagura Bachi, and it's uh, it's available to read um, on like Manga Plus or Shonen Jump, which is that one's at viz.com/shonenjump or their app. Anyway, um, basically, a bunch of people decided to before this thing memed when we just had like a picture of like the main character sort of make some memes about it. Kind of like that. Remember all the jokes about Morbius, the last vampire. I don't remember. Oh, that, well basically it was this movie that was like a com critical commercial flop and people like made ridiculous posts about how it was like the best thing ever and made like a trillion dollars at the box office. So for some reason, some people decided to make jokes about this manga series called Kagura um, Bachi before it had actually like even um, premiered and it actually caught on and made a zillion people read it. So right now on Manga Plus, it stands as the second most read series with only one piece above it. Mm. This, this new series that has five chapters... Get get has got more views in I think these go are these count for the last few weeks than like Jujutsu Kaisen and uh, My Hero Academia and Chainsaw Man and Spy Family and a bunch of stuff. It's only one piece is higher. So <laughs> I don't know. I just thought that was pretty funny. In case you're wondering, the series is decent. It's not amazing, but it's decent. Um. <laughs> so I, I guess there you go. Your fun bit of um random manga stuff somehow this thing got became like the second most viewed thing on manga um plus just through meme well not just through memes i assume a lot of people actually like it but uh still so that's all i really had um to say there um did you have anything to add or is this really the end i know uh no I i'm trying to think of something but i can't Okay, so. that's it then. We'll see you all next week for more discussions of the same things. And, uh, all right, that's it. We'll see you um, next week, and uh, hopefully my uh, alarm won't go off again um, towards the end. And that's it. Bye. Uh, okay, bye. <laughs>